This is the Fantasy Football Zone. The advice you are about to hear does not reflect the views of 98% of fantasy football players. What the hell is he talking about? Too bad. Here's PJ and Todd. Here we are back again. It's PJ and over there once again. I'm Todd. Yes, Fantasy Football Zone. We are back. We've survived so far a quarter of the season, four weeks in. Week five coming up here, and, uh, well, week four was something else, wasn't it, Todd? It really was. I mean, it, it, I saw a stat from the first quarter of the season. There's been more, what, touchdown passes this year than, I mean, for like the past 15 years. I mean, so the points mm-hmm. points are definitely up in the league this year, and yeah. it's been fun, right? Yeah, and another thing I've noticed, too, is uh, running backs are starting to uh, lead their team in receiving yards. <laughs> Uh, two backs this past week had, were their team's highest receiver. Alvin Kamara once again with New Orleans and also James White with the Patriots. They led their team in receiving. So this is a trend that's growing. In fact, Naeem Hines, who I, if you don't have him, look for him for Indy. Uh, he had, uh, let's see, 11 targets this past week. He had nine receptions, 63 yards. Now, out of the backfield, he only had four carries for 10 yards, but, again, he had 11 targets. So there's another running back stealing targets from those wideouts, and that's why they're so lucrative in the PPR leagues. Well, and I think tonight, too, you're going to see Indy was obviously playing catch-up against yep. Houston all last week. I think you're going to see him playing catch-up against tonight, uh, the Patriots. I, I think we saw the, the real mm-hmm. Patriots showed up last week, and I think you'll see the same tonight. Yeah, so they yeah the Patriots are turned on. So so we'll get to that, but uh, I guess I'm gonna pat you on the back a little bit here. Congrats on the uh, Mitch Trubisky is gonna have a breakout game against the Bucks. If this is the time he's gonna have it, yeah, no, he did. It was, it was great. Yeah, that was right after I said that. Yeah, I still believe in Fitzpatrick, and I don't think the Bears defense is that great. So hey, you know, <laughs> you get one right every once in a while, but yeah. you know, he's definitely got the skills and the Buccaneers. Their secondary, their defense, they've just been giving up a ton of points. They're obviously on the bye week this week, so you can't take advantage of that matchup. But I'm a strong believer in matchups, and and he blew up. And you had, mm-hmm. you know, you had mentioned Gabriel as taking a flyer. Yeah. And he had a nice game, and he's still out there on a lot of. He's still mm-hmm. out there on two or three of my waiver wires. So again, I, you know, Bears are on bye week this week as well. So yep. he's not going to help you this week. But if you can wait a week, he may be somebody you want to pick up. Yeah, again, Bears, Buccaneers, they're on their bye weeks this week, so uh, you can shelve all those guys on the bench. And, you know, coming into this season, I didn't think we'd be talking a lot of Bears and Buccaneers fantasy points offensively, but uh, they, they've been the surprise, and uh, especially with the Bears pulled off against the Buccaneers. With Now they've got a running back situation that you're going to have to monitor if you're a Howard owner like I am in one league or if you're a Cohen owner like I am in another league. You don't know who's getting the ball out of that Chicago backfield. Now. Can you imagine? Let's just pretend you hadn't been paying attention and you go look at the score as a Howard owner and it's 35 to nothing Bears and you're just like, yeah, and then you click on the box score and you're like, what? That was me. <laughs> that was me on Sunday. And then I had, I had some trash talk from a guy in the league too because he was up 40 points in the early games and I came back and beat him pretty soundly. But, you know, he got the early confidence uh, there and he's like, Boy, Howard ain't doing much for you. I'm like, well, they're up 35 points, so I imagine they're going to run the ball with them. And, well, that that didn't happen either. But I, I, I was still able to escape that. But, yes, that exactly. You saw that, and you thought, big game for Howard. And, no, the other way around, Trubisky magic? Or what, what do we call it in Chicago now? I don't know. <laughs> 
Trubisky's turn, I guess. He's the latest for the Bears. So. All, all of my Bear friends are very happy right now. I'll tell you that. I don't yeah. know if they've booked their flights to Atlanta yet, but they're pretty happy. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Bears, Buccaneers, they're on the bye week. I want to talk about this, too, because uh, Fitzpatrick, that brings up a good point here. Trade-wise, he's he was high. Now the his stock has gone way down. What are some guys out there right now you would think uh, I, I'd trade them now before anything else were happen? I, I'll tell you a situation I had this week. I had a trade offer for Cooper Cup, and I I took it because I just I see that offense. I mean, they're a juggernaut, but I don't see him getting the ball like that a lot. And that was a special matchup he had. I mean, I know he's a target guy, but I. I, I don't know. I just with all the other uh, hands that have to get their hands on the ball there in that in that offense, I thought this is the time to trade him after the huge game. So uh, where do you stand on some of those guys right now? Well, that's I mean that's a solid question. I just off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of somebody who I think was overperformed. Um, that's a tough one. I mean, you still obviously this is not an overperformance, but what are you doing with James Conner if you're a James Conner owner? Well, exactly. Um, no. You know, yeah. I mean, this may be the time to strike if if you also have Bell, obviously, mm-hmm. or you have some depth because uh, it looks like Bell's going to be back. What do you say? Week, week seven? Seven? Is he when he's he's saying, but then yeah, and it sounds like he's going to be a team player now. But you just don't know because then there's the old James Harrison. Well, yeah, he should come back and fake an injury. So. I, uh, yeah, so Bell's going to be back. So that Connor value, that's gone down. Again, like we said, Fitzpatrick, if you were had any trade offers for him, he, yeah, he's he's done for for now. And I, I don't see him. I mean, he's doing the thing he always does. He has those great games, but then all of a sudden something happens. And it wasn't all his fault in that Chicago game. Not, not all of it. They had bad defense, but... Jameis is back and he started to take over and he's the starter now there. So, I mean, that you got that situation as well. We, we in fact, we got one proposed to us here this week again at draft that guy on Twitter. Uh, Nick writes in, he's in a non PPR league. Uh, so the trade deal is this, he would receive Sony Michelle and he would have to trade Devonte Freeman and Trey Burton. Uh, or actually he would, uh, yeah, he would trade Devonte Freeman and Trey Burton He's also got Greg Kittle as his tight end in the, in the back pocket as well, who had a good game for the 49ers. So Devontae Freeman basically for Sony Michelle. Uh, I don't know. Freeman's always hurt. I, I might pull the trigger on that one, especially when he's got in his backfield. Well, and, and you're taking – you're obviously looking at Sony's game from Sunday, right? You have yep. to remember he was injured most of the preseason. I think you're starting to see what he is going to give you. Um, so I think his upside is very high. Mm-hmm. I would probably, if I were, if it were me, I would definitely make that trade. Yeah. With that Freeman injury history, you, you always know, and he already has missed games this year and, and he just can't stay healthy on the field. And, uh, Belichick number one draft picks for running backs. He usually plays them a lot. So you've got that. So there we go. Good luck on the trade market here as uh, you're going to get all kinds of weird trade offers here in the next couple of weeks as well, deadlines are coming. Up. Yeah, and something you may want to look at, I mean, if, it depends. Mike Evans has had a great year, mm-hmm. and you know Tampa, were, they, they were slinging the ball around the first four weeks of the season. Obviously, last week, not as much. You need to look at it and say, all right, now that Jameis is back, are they going to continue to throw? Are they going to try to get the running game started? Because their running game with Peyton Barber, like we talked about last week, has been pretty much non-existent. And I fell for the Ronald Jones. He's active, 
pick him up. Yep, and, and that, that obviously nope. did not was not anything <laughs> great. Um, you know, so it's tough, right? You don't want to trade a guy who's fantastic and then you watch him just keep Light going. It up, yeah. And look, I have Adam Thielen. I love Adam Thielen. Mm-hmm. He is tied right now in in a lot of my leagues. Obviously, scoring is different for everybody, but in one of my leagues, he's tied for the top wide receiver with Michael Thomas. So you could say, is <laughs> is this going to continue, right? Or is he at yeah. his peak? I think Cousins. It's I think he is Cousins' security blanket. I personally want to trade him. I think he is going to continue to produce like he has. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, it'll be interesting to see if the Vikings try to get their run game jump started a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's just tough, right? And those those are some guys you can look at and say. All right, am I am I going to trade high and and hopefully not get burnt? Um, another interesting name. I think he is the real deal, but is Mahomes? I oh, mean, yeah. he's he's yep. the highest scoring quarterback right now. Yep. Is he going to continue what he is he's done so far? You he, could probably yeah. get a king's ransom from Mahomes right now. Well, remember a quarterback for Kansas City last year was probably the MVP through like the first eight games of the season last year, and that was Alex Smith. Yeah, I mean, if you remember that, he was putting up the big numbers in that offense last year, and then all of a sudden the second half it went down. So, yeah, I think we got a lot of Mahomes believers now, especially after the Monday night game. But like you said, if it depends what the deal is, what you're getting back, if if you value it more than what you're giving up, obviously, and in, in, if you look at it, it, and it depends if you're in a keeper league or if you're not in a keeper league and, and those uh, ramifications that go into it as well. Agreed. I mean, and if you can get a solid running back and a receiver back from Mahomes right now, I personally would do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, yeah, he's been a stud. I think they're going to keep slinging it around. I mean, he looked mm-hmm. Monday night. It was unbelievable. I mean, he threw he he shot put at the ball with his left hand for a first down. I mean, that was <laughs> that was unbelievable. Yeah. That was very. I hate to say it. It was very Favre esque, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, he just looks like he's going to continue to lead that offense. I was very happy happy that Hunt. Finally, finally showed up and gave us what we thought we were going to get out of Hunt. Uh, I still lost, but <laughs> <laughs> I was. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for my 0 and 4 team. So <laughs> there's hope at the end of the tunnel here. Yeah, but I am 4 and 0 and 3 and 1 in my other league. Okay. So as people turn the podcast yeah, exactly. off, this guy's 0 and 4. These guys don't know what the hell they're talking <laughs> what about. What am I listening to this for? Exactly. Why? Well, because we think we know what we're talking about. And half the time we don't. And it's always, you know, That's look. fantasy football, folks. And even your experts, go to, take a look at their starter set. I like to always go look at their starting sets and just kind of keep a little mm-hmm. tally of how yeah. well they do. It's an educated guess. Yes, That's it is. all it is. Todd, again, breaking down the fourth wall and telling us <laughs> what it actually is at fantasy football. All about honesty. Yes, it is. All right, we'll start off with the matchups. Colts, Patriots, I don't think. Colts in the Andrew Luck era have never beaten the Patriots. The whole Josh McDaniels deal in the offseason where he was the coach for the day for the Colts, and then he said, nah, I'm back in New England. So they're trying to start up a rivalry, but it's not really a rivalry. Um, I guess Andrew Luck, Luck looked good last week, 464 yards, four touchdowns. And, the, I mean, fantasy-wise, he was fantastic. I said Naeem Hines, the uh, running back for Indy. Again, he's on the waiver wires, and you might want to pick him up. For the PPR purposes, I don't know if he's going to help you out rushing yards-wise, but PPR-wise, he might help you out. And then, you know, you got the Patriots with Edelman uh, returning, and it looks like Gronk's playing as well tonight. Yeah, and T.Y. Hilton's out tonight That's, if you're a T.Y. Yep. Hilton owner. So something you may – I mean, 
look, it depends what your receivers are. Maybe you have uh, Mike Evans or something this week on a bye. A couple of names you could look at for the Colts. You have Chester Rogers, who really showed mm-hmm. up last week. He had 11 targets, 8 catches, 85 yards. You also had uh, Zach Pascal. Um, he had 10 targets, six carries or six uh, catches, 56 yards, and a touch. I think it's going to be the same situation tonight. I think the Colts are going to be throwing the ball around a lot, trying to play catch up. And so one of those guys you could definitely take a flyer on, a guy I've liked all year as a, as a third receiver, Ryan Grant. Uh, yep. You know, he should be the number one tonight. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's going to be a lot of targets tonight, and I think you're going to see Luck throwing. I don't know if he'll get 62 attempts like he did last week, but I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot tonight. And on the Patriots' side, again, Brady's got Edelman back. It sounds like Gronk will play. Uh, you throw in the Gordon, Josh Gordon. Probably will get see more targets tonight. James White again out of the backfield. He's got to be a starter every week if you got him, I, I think, because just the, the targets alone, he had 10 targets, like we said. He led the team in receptions last week with eight and uh, 68 yards receiving the touchdowns. James White will look, look for touches, even with Sony Michelle in the backfield. He didn't get any targets at all, so he was just like the main running back last week for the Patriots. Well, yeah, and White had eight carries for 44 yards and a touchdown yeah. on top of all of his receiving yeah. stuff. So I think just for that factor, you, you know, he's not the sexy name out there or, or whatnot, but solid production from James White. So if you've got him, I, I think you got to start him in your flex position uh, every week. Uh, Titans and your favorite team, the Bills. <laughs> the Bills showed us what we thought they were last week as they put up zero production against the Packers as they were shut out at Lambeau and uh, – I, I, I don't know what to – here we go again. Josh Allen looked like a superstar against the Vikings and then against the, the Packers' defense looked like just terrible. McCoy didn't help him out much. Uh, he only had 41 rushing yards. He had three receptions for 13 yards for Shady, who's who's been held down and so far a terrible start to the season for the Bills' offense. Well, they gave him five carries. Yeah. You know, that's it's, that's it. it's kind of like uh, – I don't understand what Buffalo is doing right now. LaShawn McCoy, my guess is he probably wasn't 100% healthy with those ribs. ribs. Yeah. That would be, that would, is the only logical explanation for why you give that guy five carries. Mm-hmm. Um, that's it. I, I don't understand how this team beat Minnesota. I am absolutely <laughs> just watching that game. Yeah. And look, everything I had seen before was highlights, but sitting there last week and watching that full game, I said at least five to ten times, how did this team beat the Vikings in Minnesota? Perplexed. I have no idea. Yeah, so, you know, you got the Bills. Titans, here we go. The Titans are coming alive, at least through the passing game. Corey Davis, who I loved in the preseason, finally 15 targets. Again, nine catches, 161 yards, the game-winning TD. Mariota looking pretty good back, leading them back. But the problem with the Titans – it's that ding backfield. If you're a Derrick Henry owner like I am in one league, it's it's frustrating. He had eight carries, 24 yards. Deion Lewis had four carries, no yards, but get this, nine receptions, 66 yards. So if you're taking a back out of the Titans' backfield, it's got to be Deion Lewis. Henry, I even cut Henry this week for, for a pickup. So Just done. I, I'm done. Now, saying that... <laughs> <laughs> he's probably going to go off for 100 yards and two touchdowns against the Bills. I would not be surprised if that were the case. Well, you know, and look, I, Mariota, I have mm-hmm. him on one of Mariota, I have him on one of my teams. I feel 
I feel good about putting him in the lineup this week because he looked like he should look last week. Yeah. Um, and you're right, Corey Davis, what a what a stud, man. He had a great game. I would stay away from their running backs right now unless I absolutely had to play them. Yeah, um, if you've got someone, I, I, if you have to start somebody because you got someone on by or injured, Lewis, I guess, is, it's he's the one you'd go with because of the PPR. Yeah, and I guess the only thing I say is, you know, Aaron Jones had 11 carries for 65 yards last week, so he averaged almost six yards a carry. So it's not mm-hmm. like the Bills' run defense is is top of the top of the world. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe give Henry a final shot this week if you absolutely have to use him as a RB two or a <laughs> yeah. flex position. But uh, I, I would proceed with caution if I did that. Up next, the over game, Falcons and Steelers. <laughs> Play everybody. Gar- yes, guaranteed. <laughs> Here we go. So Falcons, again, coming in. A tough loss to the Bengals, but again, fantasy-wise, fantastic day. If you were a Matt Ryan owner, also Julio Jones, he had 12 targets. I wanted to break this down between Julio and Ridley just to see how the targets were going and how which way Ryan's going. So Julio, 12 targets. He had nine catches, 173 yards, a big game, big receptions once again. Uh, Ridley, we saw the two touchdowns. He now leads the league with six touchdowns on the year, but he only had six targets, four receptions, 54 yards. So that's the breakdown. So he's not getting the monster amount of targets, but he's making do with his opportunities as Ridley so far. Yeah, and for me, again, like I said, play everybody. If you have some, if you have an offensive guy in these two games, I would have him in the lineup. Mm-hmm. Um, I look, they're going to put up points, right? Yep. I mean, Pittsburgh, I know they didn't put up points against Baltimore, but no, no disrespect to Cincinnati, but if they did what they did at Atlanta, and I get it was inside. I, I think the Steelers are going to move the ball pretty pretty easily this week. And if you need a tight end, if you didn't pick him up already, Vance McDonald, of course, we know what he can do with the stiff arm. Yeah, Jesse James will yeah. have the big game now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With Jesse James, he only had one target last week. McDonald had the five targets. So, I mean, if you're looking for a tight end like I have been the last couple of weeks because of injuries, there you go. Maybe Vance McDonald's the way to go if he's not already been snatched because he's been a popular ad on the waiver wire this week. Broncos and Jets. Jets, what the hell are you doing on offense? I, I, I'm i sorry. That was unacceptable from the beat writers and the Jets. They didn't understand what the heck they were doing on offense last week. Isaiah Crowell, four carries, nothing, no, basically nothing going for him. Uh, Powell had eight carries on the day. And here we go with Belial Powell. Uh, here's my rant. Every year... The Jets do this. They bring a back in, or they say, you're our number one. But then halfway through the season, Belial Powell becomes the running back in the Jets' backfield for whatever reason. So he had eight carries. He he doubled what Crowell was putting up, plus he had four catches for 26 yards. And the Jets' offense, I I, I don't know. Enua looked like he put up a decent game, but they, they had no game plan against the Jaguars. But they take on a Broncos team here that, well, they, they 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 are putting up points, but they've been struggling receivers while that's giving fantasy owners nightmares. Yeah, I have Demarius Thomas on one of my teams, and he yes. will be on the bench this week. Yeah. To his defense, it wasn't his fault Case Keenum missed him wide <laughs> open running in for the probably game-winning touchdown. That was – Yeah. Yeah. Well, would've... now we're finding out why Case Keenum was not paid $20 million <laughs> last year. That, uh, that made me sick because I was on the over. Thank you very much, <laughs> Case Keenum. Uh, but somebody I would look for. Look, we uh, supposedly Royce Freeman's going to start getting more touches. Okay. That's what Vance Joseph is saying. But, I, you know, to me right now, 
the Lindsey Freeman is still a classic Bronco timeshare. So oh. I, I have Freeman. I'm going to play him this week just because. Giving I, me Mike Shanahan flashbacks. Oh, yeah. Oh, Mike Anderson, Clinton Portis. I mean, if you have Emmanuel oh. Sanders, obviously you should have him in your lineup. And here's a name for you that I actually picked this guy up this week. I did see, I think he's questionable. I don't know what his ailment is. But uh, for tight ends, uh, Jeff uh, Hewerman. Where the hell did this guy come from? All of a sudden, yeah, I see seven targets. I thought Jake Butt was supposed to be the big tight end in that offense. Well, he's out for the year. Yeah. So, so you know, yeah. Jake Butt's gone. Yep. And now he had seven targets. He had four catches, 57 yards. He had the, the big catch on the final drive when they were trying to score a touchdown to win. Mm-hmm. But he may be – if you need a tight end, look, I have O.J. Howard. And he's obviously yeah. out for two to four weeks. And I picked him up, and I'm hoping – I just kind of took a flyer on him. I'm hoping he produces. And in another league, I have Trey Burton. So it was yeah. either buy or injury this week. I had to pick a, <laughs> up a couple of tight ends. So he may be worth a flyer if you need a tight end. Yeah, I think in a lot of these games, it, we're, we're, a lot of people are in the same situation. We're kind of in there too with the tight ends. Evan Ingram, if you're an owner of him, you know, he's still out. So, yeah, it's – it's very desperate on the tight end waiver wire these days. So any help, we're going to try to help you out with those in the matchup. So there we go, Broncos and Jets. We're up to Jaguars and the Chiefs. The Jags lighten it up against the Jets, as we said before. The Chiefs, they keep on rolling. And uh, who do you like? So who do you like? Uh, I guess in this matchup here. Well, it's going to be interesting, right? You don't know who's going to be. You kind of get a little bit of a jacksonville wide receiver who's going to step up you know dd westbrook had a great game last week he had 13 targets and so he looks like remember how much love i had for keelan cole early in the year and and he has been cut in a lot of leagues i'm in and i'm like whoa yeah this is yeah i mean well yeah because you had westbrook with 13 targets and And he only had three i think nine balls 130 cole had three targets two catches 15 yards and then you have dante moncrief who came in and had over 100 yards had the touchdown So I, you know, look, if you have, if you have Westbrook, I don't, I haven't cut Cole yet in my, I mm-hmm. have him on two of my teams. Cause I liked him going into the year. I thought he was going to be the number one Yeah, and I probably overreached for him, but I would definitely have Westbrook in my lineup. He looks like maybe he's becoming Bortles uh, favorite TJ Yeldon, I think is must play too. Oh, he was the waiver wire pickup of the week in my league. Everyone was fighting for him, especially with the Fournette news that he's going to be missing more time. No question. And, and somebody a little deeper, Look, Corey Grant, I think he's going to have he's going to have a bigger role in the passing game as a running back. So if you're again bye week injury and you need mm-hmm. maybe a flex player, I'm guessing Corey Grant is going to be available on your waiver wire. You may want to take a look at him. And of course, Chiefs, you know, this is a tougher matchup with the Jags. Their their pass defense is legit. They're going to do a, they're going to do their best job. It's probably the biggest challenge the Chiefs have had in the passing game this year they're going to face. So I, I was looking at the targets. Hill had 13 last week. Kelsey with 12. So Mahomes, will, he's going to try to do his best, but this Jags defense, this is going to be the best one they had. This is going to be a legit test. Even though they're at home, Kansas City, I, I don't know how high you put stake into uh, the fantasy points for some of those guys this week. They, they might have a little down, a little dip here this week, but they could be hunt owners. I think it might help you out more because they'll be focusing on their ground game more than pass game. Probably. I hope. I mean, look for KC, you play your studs. I don't know if I try to get too cute with non studs against. Well, I'm not saying bench them, but probably <laughs> not expect the video game number games that they've been putting up. You don't believe in Showtime Mahomes? I Kermit the Frog, I do believe in, yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I believe I, I I am impressed by him. I, I 
like I said, I, I talked a guy out of not keeping Tyreek Hill because I didn't know what they had in Mahomes this year. <laughs> nice work. Yeah, he hates me. Uh, so, I, but I think this Jags team, they're really, that defense is going to put it to them. And I think, uh, like I said, don't have your expect- the, the expectations too lofty for your Chiefs players this week because they got a tough matchup. Uh, Packers, Lions. Um, just before the show, I just read that note. The Packers. Uh, three of their top wideouts, they're they're kind of a little hobbled here going into this one. A little banged up. I think Devonta Adams plays. He's been on the injury report for the last couple of weeks. Geronimo Allison's the concern for me because he's in concussion protocol, and you know how that can go. Mm-hmm. Cobb was inactive last week. You're going to have to keep an eye on Cobb as well. So let's just hypothetically say Cobb and Allison are out. You have Devonte Adams and then the rookie receivers they kept. Something you could look at if you need a flex – if Ty Montgomery is available in your league, now I'm saying this if Allison and Cobb are both out, mm-hmm. I could see Ty Montgomery getting more targets, maybe even even lining up as a receiver because you got to do what you got to do yep. if your guys are out. So he may be a sneaky play this week if Allison and Cobb are both out. So you're saying he'd probably get uh, just the PPR receiving points alone would probably make up for what he would ever get in the backfield. Well, yeah, and you could, I mean, you could play him – and even if you really needed it, you could play him at a running back too with the thought that he'll probably be lining up a little more as a receiver just because that's going to be the need this week. Well, to um, your point too, I, I got to ask about the Aaron Jones thing. Uh, the comment was made, well, he should be getting the ball more. And I, I had a couple trade proposals for Jones this week, but I didn't I didn't like – I don't like how they're using him, I guess, with Jamal. It just It's like a Broncos situation. Only you, Jones does look like he's going to be the better, better back. They, he's not getting, I guess, for fantasy-wise, as many touches as I'd like if I was going to pull the trigger on um, what the trade was offered to me. Yeah, it was still 11-11 last week for touches between yeah. him and Jamal Williams. I think – I really, truly think as the season goes along, Aaron Jones is going to start to be the true number one and get more touches. And okay. I, I have always said from from our preseason shows, I think Aaron Jones is the best running back in that backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I would trade for him yet. I don't even know if I'm going to play him <clears throat> Excuse okay. me, this week because I have him in mm-hmm. one of my leagues. I tried to draft him as much as I could. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think he could be one of those guys where if you have him – Come playoffs, he could be a real asset to your team because I think by that point in the season, he'll be getting the bulk of the carries. And look, I still like Jamal Williams too. I just think Jones is a little better. Yeah. And then we got the Lions. And uh, to running back hell that we talk about, the Broncos, the Lions wide receiver core is that to you. If you have Marvin Jones or Galladay or Golden Tate, he was the winner last week with uh, eight receptions, 132 yards, two touchdowns, he had uh, eight targets. So. I mean those Lions receivers, they're they're it's I, I guess it's good to have one, but you never know with the consistency there. And carry on Johnson looking like he's gonna be a pretty decent well, who knows with the Lions. They always have good starts and then they fade, but maybe they finally found their running back and carry on Johnson. What are you talking about, man? The Packers defense shut out the team they played <laughs> last week. I don't know if I'd play oh, it was the Bills. It was your favorite, yeah, the never Bills. Mind. Half the team retired in the locker room. Never mind. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there we go. Packers and Lions on Sunday. All right. Here we go. Ravens and the Browns. As the Ravens. (laughs) John Brown was a uh, big superstar for the Ravens, I guess. The thing is, he only had like three targets. I I think three targets, 
or no, he had seven targets on the week, but three receptions, 116 yards, and a touchdown. So his catches, they were big last week as Flacco's starting to throw the ball. And I guess a name, too, maybe to look out for for the Ravens if you need a receiver. Like I said, it's, re- it's wide receiver hell, but I guess it's getting revamped now. It's getting a little better. Willie Sneed, he had seven targets last week, so if you need a deep find maybe in this game, Willie Sneed maybe will uh, help you out with the Ravens. Yeah, and I had mentioned maybe taking a flyer on Mark Andrews last week as a tight end. Two mm. two targets, two catches, 12 yards. Thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so Max Williams, we go back to him for the Ravens. Right. Well, yeah. Joe Flacco, look, I know Flacco is pretty much on every single one of my waiver wires. Oh, yeah. And so – you know, 363, two touchdowns. He's had a pretty solid year. I mean, He's one of those guys everyone hates. I don't right, know why. But right. he, but every during his contract year, he puts up numbers, and I think he's he's in that contract. But I'm saying just start thinking about it with, all, with your bye weeks coming up. I mean, Flacco, uh, you know, he could be a really solid one-week fill-in for you. I mean, mm-hmm. take a look at the schedule, see who, who they're going to yeah. be playing. But, uh, yeah, other than that, I mean, for me, you got to play Brown every week. He's yeah. He's the undisputed number one. And the Raiders just lit up the Browns, <clears throat> you know, for a lot of yards. Uh, Browns-wise, you know, Carlos Hyde, I have him on on uh, one of my teams. He's been pretty decent, but I, I don't Here's know. Here's the problem I just read. The Ravens' defense, what's that? Well, I just read that uh, Hugh Jackson said we got to get Nick Chubb the ball more. Well, you know, he rips Here off a 63-yard touchdown. Yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. But here are we going to start this trend? We, we talked about this in the offseason season. When is this going to happen where there's going to be more of the timeshare? Because we knew they had Hyde, they had Chubb, they had Duke Johnson. And I think it's going to start now where those carries are going to start going away from Hyde and going to Chubb, who we presumed was going to be the top back for them eventually this year. Yeah, I mean, look, Hyde is averaging 3.4 yards a carry this year so far. Mm -hmm. And, you know, not not horrible, but I mean, at the same time, Chubb showed that he's a home run hitter. He still only got, you know, he had three carries for 105 yards mm-hmm. on Sunday. That's ridiculous, right? Two touchdowns for Chubb. So you're going to have to keep an eye on that. Again, the Ravens, I think the Ravens have a solid run defense. Look, I don't know if you're going to have a better option this week. Just mm-hmm. I would say have your expectations tempered a little bit for Carlos Hyde this week. Okay, so let me let me pass this one to you too. Baker Mayfield, if you are in a keeper league, do you pick him up now if if he's still out there? Do you for looking down the road? No, que- no question. No question. Okay. No question. Why you would not want him? <clears throat> I mean, he's the quarterback of the future, mm-hmm. and the guy has obviously got some skills. Look, I mean, <laughs> he threw a couple picks last week. He's he's a rookie, mm-hmm. but for in a keeper league, absolutely, I would pick him up. Yeah, he looks better than Rosen, and uh, I mean, <laughs> he looks. Fantastic. So, uh, yeah, even Darnold, I was going to say, too, yeah, he he looks like he's outperforming him. I mean, he's proven why he's the number one pick. So, yep, check out Baker Mayfield, Baker Magic. And even after a letter that Johnny Manziel wrote to him on ESPN this week, and you see that garbage? No, what do you, was it a I letter? guess they, it may as well have been. ESPN was, uh, they were desperate for ratings, I think, or something. So they had Johnny Manziel write Baker Mayfield a letter, which – Made absolutely no sense at all. I don't know why they tried to compare them. Probably because they're two flashy quarterbacks, but it looks like Baker's got his head on straight for the most part, so it didn't make any sense. Because ESPN needs content, so they do stupid stuff like that that, all the time. That's basically what it turned into. (laughs) Giants and Panthers. Panthers coming back from the bye week, and the Giants, well, they're the Giants. Um, Saquon Barkley, again, he had a big game especially receiving-wise once again. He had eight targets on the day, 
well, you can t- you can test this uh, Sterling Shepard. He had a pretty big game last week. Yeah, I picked him up and played him. You know, somebody had dropped him, which was cool. Uh, he had a, you know, he didn't practice yesterday because apparently he had a cyst removed from his back <laughs> earlier in the week, and but he was yeah, back at practice thing. today, yeah. right? So, I think he'll be good to go. Um, you know, I hate teams coming off of bye weeks. I hate it, right? Because mm-hmm. you have an extra week to prepare for a team. So, as far as the Giants go, I think that their offense could be in trouble this week. Um, I mean, look, you're still, you're still going to play Barkley. I'm still going to play Shepard. He had 10 targets, 10 catches, 77 yards in the touchdown. Mm-hmm. You're, st- you know, you're still going to play Beckham Jr., obviously, but it just always makes me a little nervous when a defense has an extra week to, to plan for somebody. And the Panthers, McCaffrey, I, I expect him to have a huge game this week coming off of this. Uh, I mean, he went into the bye week with a big game, and I think that's going to continue. Cam should be, be pretty well, and – Maybe Devin Funches finally has that breakout game uh, this week against the Giants. But, uh, you know, the Giants did a pretty good job pass defense against uh, New Orleans uh, this past uh, this past week. It was surprising. They shut down Michael Thomas in that Saints passing game that's been pretty much unstoppable. So, you know, maybe it's not for Funches this week, but, uh, you know, check out the Panthers' options. Uh, they, they should be all right, especially in the running game. Uh, let's see here. We got Dolphins and Bengals coming up. The Bengals, boy, break them up. Here they come, and they're putting up points this year. Yeah, you know, get the Red Rider in your lineup if you got them. <laughs> yeah, they're exactly. slinging the ball. I, I had picked them up. I had uh, Jimmy G, right, and obviously I had mm-hmm. to pick up a quarterback. I picked up Dalton last week and was very pleased with the results. Yeah. So, you know, he had uh, 337 yards, three touchdowns, did have a pick. Uh, so, yeah, Geo, you yeah. Know, he had a couple of touchdowns. What's the status? And I apologize, but mm-hmm. when's Mixon coming back? I, I they, it keeps going back and forth because Marvin Lewis said he might play this week, but then he's like a little like nah, I don't know if he's going to. So that's going to be a Sunday morning. Uh, wait, you know, check the uh, transaction line, basically the, the inactive list on Sunday morning because. He, he might not. I think he's at fifty percent right now. So I I have seen Geo get dropped, and I tried to put in a waiver claim for him because I I still think he's going to play this week, and I got to eat crow on that because I thought Geo was not going to be that great when he went into the lead spot here. But uh, he's proven that you know even though they did draft Mixon last year that uh, he he's ready to you know he could be uh, you know one of the top top backs in the league he's proven it the last two weeks well back to our tight end conversation too obviously with Eifert being done mm-hmm. pretty much for the season I would assume Tyler Croft may be a guy that's yep. available that you might be able to pick up they're gonna have to throw it to somebody mm-hmm. and Bengals I just want to look at this to target wise Tyler Boyd who I thought well maybe he's going to be going down uh, he had 15 targets last week for 11 for 100 A.J. Green, he had eight targets for four for 78 in that touchdown. So Dalton's still looking Boyd's way. And if John Ross was a popular pickup, but I just want to caution people, he he didn't get a whole lot of targets. I mean, he he had the touchdown, but he only had uh, three targets this past week. So, I mean, yes. And he's only he's only had he has 15 targets on the year. Correct. So people may have saw the big number, the big touchdown that he had, but uh, 
I'd still pump the brakes on him just a little bit. Unfortunately, I took a flyer on him I, okay. when I when it should have been Boyd. If I'm a Boyd owner, he's in my lineup every week until I see otherwise. Right now, I think he's proven himself. Mm-hmm. I actually I actually dropped Ross this week. Okay, because I look I I think I think he still has a lot of upside. I think yeah. down the road he may be great, but right now he is the third receiver on mm-hmm. that team and very low, especially where Dalton looking in his direction. He's not getting it. And the Dolphins, well, I, I don't know what to say anymore. I mean, they're, they looked I, – I was a big Tannenhill supporter last week. Boy, he's putting up some touchdowns. He might be a quarterback you want to look at. No, he got pulled in that game as they were getting bowled, blown out. So, I, I don't know. He got stills there. He had six targets. Wilson, I mean, I guess he's there if you need a receiver. He had six targets come his way. But uh, struggling is the Dolphins' offense uh, right now, and uh, – well, it'll be tough against the Bengals in Cincinnati. Yeah, and the only thing that gives me hope is the Bengals' defense has been giving up a lot of points. Yeah, that too. I mean, the Ravens, obviously, they jumped out on the Ravens on that Thursday night game a, a few weeks ago. So the Ravens were kind of slinging it around. But, you know, Carolina, I believe, put 31 points on them. The Falcons scored over 30 points against mm-hmm. them as well. I guess that could be your hope of what you're hanging on to. But, man, I, I tell you <laughs> what, I, I just – there's not a lot. And what about Kenyon Drake, man? That too. Wow. Big disappointment so far for fantasy. I mean, he has just been – you know, Gore ended up having 11 touches last week where Drake only had three. He had two targets in the – the uh, you know, coming out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. But if I'm a Drake owner, I, not uh, only is he on my bench, I don't think I cut him yet, but I'm definitely not playing him. Yeah. And, and I'm starting to think about cutting him. Raiders and Chargers up next as the afternoon tilts begin. And, uh, well, the Chargers, they, they, they always play exciting football, it seems like. And uh, they got it going once again this year. Yeah, I look for this to be a high score. Um, yep. You know, look. <laughs> I'm an Amari Cooper owner. so oh, the, the Cooper coaster, as I call it. He was on my bench last week. Yeah. Uh, and apparently now he has some kind of foot issue. He showed up on the injury report. <laughs> so That's to, right. Yes, to, he did. To even throw more of a monkey wrench into your decision-making. Jordy Nelson looks like he's, you know, he only had five catches, 48 yards. He had Mm -hmm. the touchdown last week, but he looks like he's going to be part of the offense. Jared Cook had another big week last week. Uh, You know, Marshawn Lynch, wow, 20 20 carries, 130 yards. Apparently he's he's on the injury report, but he's been on the injury report all year. I think this is going to be a shootout. Derek Carr, if you need a quarterback this week, throw him he's out there. He's out there. I, in my league, he's still out there in yeah. one of them. And I'm just like, wow, but the way he's played the past couple games, you know, now now you can believe him on a little bit more, especially what it looks like Rudin's going to pass the ball. Um, Chargers-wise, just, you know, Rivers didn't have a huge game, but uh, the running game continues. Melvin Gordon continues to produce. I wanted to look at how those receiver splits were going for the Chargers. So you got Keenan Allen had 10 targets last week. Melvin Gordon had 10 targets out of the backfield. Now, Mike Williams, who I thought, you know, here he comes. He's going to start coming on. He might start challenging Keenan Allen for that number one spot. Yeah, I'm an idiot. Uh, He had three targets. (laughs) Three targets for Mike Williams last week. So he's not there yet. Well, the problem with Mike Williams and and Tyrell Williams is they're Mm -hmm. always very up and down. Yes. Uh, You know, I I was all over Tyrell Williams last year, picked him up. Oh, he's going to be great. And he did Mm -hmm. the same thing. Unless you have Keenan Allen, I don't think you can play any of those receivers with confidence week to week. Yeah, that exact. Speaking of no confidence, uh, Cardinals and 49ers. <laughs> hey, listen. Yeah. You know, it's 
the the Niners did a lot more than I thought they would last week. Yeah, so, that cute quarterback. He, he, I mean, he had some yardage, 298 yards, he had a couple touchdowns. Well, and it looks like George Kittle was his guy too. Yes, he where was. you know we were kind of like, yeah, I don't know if I'd play Kittle this week because <laughs> you don't know about his quarterback situation. And mm-hmm. then he's got six catches, 125 yards, and a touchdown. Other than Kittle, I, that's uh, I, I'm not really doing much from San Francisco's side if I'm owning any of those guys. Mm-hmm. And the Cardinals, I mean, uh, David Johnson. I continue to play David Johnson just because I feel like you have to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had 71 yards. He did have a touchdown a touch, last yeah. week. He had three three balls for 41 yards. I did pick up um, Ricky Seals Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was my OJ Howard replacement. And so I'm hoping he'll have a good week. He led the Cardinals in receiving last week. But, yeah, Rosen just hasn't really shown me much to to get excited about. And I had to look at Fitzgerald's numbers because I'm wondering what, what's going on. Uh, three catches, 28 yards, and he had seven targets. He may That's... be another one where – is that hamstring completely yeah. healthy? Yeah. Yeah. So, again, that's that's our Cardinals 49ers. Good luck in that one if you have any else. <laughs> Next. Yeah, Vikings <laughs> and Eagles, those disappointing Vikings as they uh, – well, they're passing the ball. If, uh, if you have Delvin Cook, uh, like I do, uh, you're very disappointed so far this year. And he says he, – he admits now he's not at 100% with the hamstring. So – I wouldn't expect anything but more passing for the Vikings coming up this week against the Eagles. Yeah, you know, I have Thielen, so I think they're doing great so far this year. <laughs> well, Diggs did have more targets than Thielen last week, so, I mean, that helps out. But, yeah, both Diggs and Thielen had huge games against the Rams. So, I mean, uh, maybe a name you're looking for, deep dive, Aldrick Robinson. Maybe not a huge surprise because he had the two touchdowns, but he might be a guy if you're looking for somebody that he, you're just looking for somebody to throw against the wall. Aldrick Robinson, uh, who the Vikings picked up uh, earlier this year after um, uh, good old LeCron Treadwell couldn't catch the ball in Green Bay. Um, yeah, Robinson might help you out as uh, some one of those do-or-die guys, I guess, for the week. Well, this is going to be a different game, obviously, than the Rams game. That's not. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think Philadelphia is – defense is going to I think this is going to be a mid-20s type game for me obviously I will I feeling digs the cousins the guys you know I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm playing cousins again I'm playing feeling no-brainer obviously yeah. on the Eagles side I, you know other than Zach Ertz and and Alshon, Alshon Jeffrey back yeah. yep other than those two I don't know I mean I know you probably don't have the luxury of of just a plethora of running backs where mm-hmm. you can take, uh, you know, a Jai and, and set him on the bench. But, you know, he only had 70 yards last week against the uh, the Titans. So, mm-hmm. look, I mean, Ertz and Jeffrey are my two must. Carson Wentz had 348 yards, two touchdowns. He looks like he's going to be the Carson Wentz we expected. When, when and are the Vikings defense going to actually show up and be what the Vikings defense was supposed to be? I don't know, Todd. I, I keep asking myself that each week. Even Coach Zimmer said that as well. He's like, uh, we're not – this is the worst defense I've had. They're not they, – I have no idea what has gone on or what is going on. Now, they've been challenged this week. So, And obviously you have that bad taste of what happened last year, but every coach says it's a new year, so that doesn't matter. But it still does because the players are thinking about it going to Philadelphia for that NFC championship game rematch, but it's close to a must win for the Vikings as there is this season. Cause if you go down one, three and one, uh, not looking good. Yeah. I look for the defense to show up this week and they're, you know, they had a couple extra days of rest cause they played on Thursday mm-hmm. night. So 
you know, I, I, I like the Vikings to win this game. It'll be interesting to see what happens. But, again, Ertz and Jeffrey are my plays for the Eagles, and that's probably about it. Yep. Uh, Rams-Seahawks, big NFC West battle as uh, the Rams. That offense is just rolling. What I was most impressed about with uh, uh, Goff's performance against the Vikings, he, 465 yards, five touchdowns, but he did that on 33 pass attempts. Usually when you got a guy over 400 yards or that much, they're putting up – the ball 40 to 50 times he only did it in 33 and uh yeah they he, they had the big three receivers going with cup cooks and woods over 100 yards receiving and of course Gurley keeps pounding it over and the seahawks well they're the seahawks as maybe you got surprised like i did with that uh, inactive for uh, carson right at uh, about 153 Sunday afternoon when you had him in your lineup and you're like, okay, we're ready to go. Chris Carson inactive. And then you're like, what the hell do I do now? So Mike Davis came in for Seattle and well, he had a hundred yard game. So he'll complicate things even more now. <laughs> yeah. That backfield's a mess, right? Yeah. <laughs> I picked up Mike Davis just in case. I mean, I was like, all right, mm-hmm. you know, and that's another one, Pete Carroll. Well, we got to get him more involved in the offense. What do you think? He ran for 101 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns. All right. Yeah. If it's this easy, we can coach in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, I'm not saying that. It's just it, when they say things like that, you go, mm-hmm. okay, come on, really? Doug Baldwin was back last week, seven targets, five catches, 41 yards. Uh, yeah, the Rams' defense has not been the Rams' defense either that we thought they would be, right? They've mm-hmm. been, they gave up some yardage to the Chargers. But they've had some injuries in that backfield as well. So Yeah, their secondary has yeah. been a little roughed up. I still, for me, if I have any Seahawks, I know when they're at home, they're a different team, but they've done nothing to impress me this week. Russell mm-hmm. Wilson's my backup quarterback behind Cousins, and I thought about dropping him this week. Think about that guy that was the highest scorer in a lot of leagues last year, Russell Wilson, and this year it's just not happening. Well, and that's to our point earlier, right? You could pick a guy up like Joe Flacco who, who yeah. is, or Andy Dalton if he's yeah. still out there, and they're, they're much better options right now than mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. Will yeah. he turn it around? He may, but I mean, it just so far through the first quarter of the season, he has not done mm-hmm. a whole lot. Then the Sunday nighter, Cowboys and Texans. And if you don't own Zeke Elliott, then I don't know. You shouldn't own any other Cowboy because it's that offense is terrible. Zeke again ripped it up 152 yards on the ground, uh, four receptions, 68 yards, touchdown this past week. And, uh, I, I had to look at this receiving core for the Dallas, and I'm like, well, how many throws are they getting to them? Well, five targets apiece for Beasley, Gallup, Swaim, and Alan Hearns. So they're, those are those receivers. And, and on this list, of we, we've told you about guys that have gotten about 15 targets, double-digit targets. Again, just to reiterate, the Cowboys receivers mm, don't touch them with anything. <laughs> Nothing. And the big name on the Texans this week is Kiki. Yeah, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. A big, huge game after uh, Fuller. Well, there's a. am a Fuller owner, and there was a whole deal with that because apparently he could have came back into the game. He was cleared to come back. O'Brien said, no, we're going to keep Kiki out, and (laughs) now we've got that to deal with if you're a Will Fuller owner. Yeah, you know, for me, I love DeAndre Hopkins. I obviously Mm -hmm. have him. This is what I expected out of him. I mean, I, I yeah. still think he is one of the best, if not the best receivers in the game right now. 
unless I have DeAndre Hopkins or Deshaun Watson, I, there's nobody from Houston I'm playing unless I absolutely have to. Now, I know Kiki was probably the main waiver wire pickup up there with Yeldon this week. Again, 15 targets, 11 receptions, over 109 yards. But I think a lot of that may have been game situation because, like I said, Fuller came out of that game. They didn't put him in, but I know they want to start working him more. I wouldn't expect, though, that to continue on. I, I think the production will get cut a little bit, but, you, you know, you can have some confidence picking him up there. But I, I don't know about – I mean, in flex, I'd probably give him a go, but I'm not starting him one of the receiver positions just yet. Yeah, I would want to. I want to see it again. If I were, you mm-hmm. know, if I were uh, picking him up, I would fine. If you pick him up, but I sure wouldn't have him in my starting lineup this week mm-hmm. until I saw that there's going to be more consistency. Because I don't know if he was inactive for the first three games. Yeah, but he, I, he has no stats for the yeah, first exactly. three games. Yeah, so he just came out of nowhere. Yeah. So it's one of those guys where you're like, uh, it could be boom or bust. You, you don't. That's this. This is one of these fantasy legends things where you picked him up <laughs> on the waiver wire and. He becomes an all-time great, or like I said a couple weeks ago, he's your Steve Slayton. Well, we'll see. I'm looking yeah. forward to watching him on Sunday night because I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't really know anything about him. Yeah. So again, that's Cowboys Texans Sunday night, and to wrap it all up for Week Five, it is Washington at New Orleans, and the uh, New Orleans offense. Uh, well, they did it on the ground, and it'll be interesting now with Mark Ingram coming back. How they use him and Kamara. So, you know, Kamara owners, you're. Very happy with what he's put up here the first uh, four weeks of the season. But uh, we'll see, I mean, how his rushing numbers uh, factor in now that uh, Ingram's going to be back. Yeah, I don't see why. I mean, Ingram might take some goal line mm-hmm. goal line or short yardage uh, touches away. But unless you're worried about his usage, mm-hmm. okay, maybe Sean Payton saying, okay, this guy has been our workhorse. We're going to try to get him you know, some more breathers, let Ingram get some more touches. I don't know why you'd go away from him right now. Yeah. I mean, he's been unbelievable. Yeah, so again, and again, Kamara, nine targets. Uh, he led the team, again, in targets this past week. So he's he's still going to get it that way receiving-wise. So, again, he, he continues. Michael Thomas, I would look for a bounce-back game for him after only having four catches against uh, the Giants defense in Washington. Well, you know, they bring Adrian Peterson back. We'll see how he does against the New Orleans. One of, see how he does against one of his former teams for three weeks that he was on last year. So uh, it, Peterson, uh, you know, Jordan Reed coming off a of bye week, Alex Smith again. So, I mean, there's some of your options for Washington as well. Well, yeah, you know, Alex Smith, he didn't have great numbers against the Packers, 220 yards, two no. touchdowns, and a pick. And that was all in the first half, if you remember, yeah. if you watched that game. You know, that was a lot in the first half. It's one of those things. Do you feel like they're going to be chasing points against the Saints? I think they will. So mm-hmm. maybe he'll be flinging it around a lot. But, um, you know, look, play all your Saints. If you got the tight ends for, for Washington, great play them. But, I, you know, I'm not getting too cute with any of these guys. And there we go. Wrap up for week five. So there we go. We'll go to our, again, follow us at Draft That Guy on Twitter. We got starter sit questions. We take them, too, even when we're not doing the podcast. Don't worry. We don't just throw them in the garbage or anything and just sit or laugh at them when you suggest them to us. So, and we will reply to yeah, you. We always look to them. We always look forward to them. So, again, at Draft That Guy on Twitter. And while you're there, give us a follow. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Lisa again. Uh, Doug Baldwin or Jared Cook at the Flex this week. It's a half-point PPR league. So what are you thinking here between Cook or Baldwin this week? I think I would go Jared Cook. I'd go with the hot hand. Mm-hmm. You know, Bud Baldwin was just 
we, we just talked about him, actually. He was just back, and we're, we're not in love with Russell Wilson, and we're waiting for the Rams' defense to show up at some point in time. I'd go Cook. Yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you on that one for this this week because of just the matchup. It looks, you know, Raiders, Chargers, uh, Cook looks like to have a better matchup against uh, what he's going against and with the Seahawks and Baldwin and the Rams. Uh, yeah, I'd probably stay away from Baldwin this week, but who knows? He could have uh, 10 catches. Uh, 150 yards, three touchdowns, and we look like idiots. So <laughs> that'll help you out. So, again, yeah, we always look for your questions at Draft That Guy on Twitter. So uh, check it out, and uh should be another fun week here. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. It's By the way, it's National Taco Day, so if you're <laughs> – if you're listening to this and you haven't eaten yet, well, if, if you're yeah. listening to this today, it's, it's National always, Taco Day. It's always National Taco Day. <laughs> I always run for the border. <laughs> Enjoy National Taco Day and good good luck this week. I mean, it's uh, you're a quarter way through. Um, yep. I'm not giving up on my own four team yet. I'm still going to try to make something four happen off now to get to 500. Yep. Well, do you know what happens? And it's tough, right? You have a team. In my case, I have a team that's four now. Mm-hmm. I have a team that's three and one, and then I have my just dumpster fire zero and four team, <laughs> and so it's really hard. You start leaning towards your teams where you're good, yeah. right? And you're like poor little zero and fours mm-hmm. over here, and you're like, well, they still have some opportunities. <laughs> it's only four games. Don't give up Correct. yet. Yep. Yes, the season is not over yet. You can still get seven wins, which will help you get into the playoffs in most leagues. Maybe. Maybe depending on where you're scoring and your tiebreakers are. We have a very weird setup, a playoff setup in the 0-4 league where eight of the 12 teams get in the playoffs. So that's another well, reason and why. And everyone a participation well, trophy. Right. Jeez. <laughs> and usually there's you two guys or, don't get ribbons there's or what? two or three participants. We actually do have a trophy for the winner. Um <laughs> But there's uh there's two or three participants that generally are not that great. So the fact that that's another reason why at 0 and 4, I'm like, I can still get you can the playoffs. Still get it because eight teams get in. <laughs> Everybody gets yes. in. <laughs> and you know what we did? You oh, know, man. our question last week we talked about do you have any unique setups in your league? One for uh, several years, we decided that you get so tired of being that person that has the third highest point total, but you get crappy matchups every week and you find yourself, mm-hmm. you know, two and 10 or whatever, something yeah. ridiculous where you would have beaten every team in the league, except who you faced. Right. So One what we deals. did is we changed the format for the regular season to solely points. Mm-hmm. You didn't have any head to head matchups. It was all on points. The highest point person each week got a payout and then what happened is you you seeded the playoffs by your point total and then obviously you had to do head to head but it was interesting right because people always say well Well, it's kind of like old school baseball rotisserie right yeah Yeah. and it was and it was fun right i mean it was the only thing that stunk about it is if you weren't in the weekly if you weren't close enough to win the weekly prize it mm-hmm. kind of took a little bit out of the the week to week right yeah. and, and and focused more on the playoffs but it was an interesting kind of experiment that we did and tried to to reward people with decent teams that just got burnt with crappy matchups each week because mm-hmm. i you know i set a i set a record in our league last week i i scored 202 points and the guy i beat had 179 okay and he, so we were the top two scorers of the week but mm-hmm. He just happened to play me the wrong week. Yeah. 
and you know it's that's frustrating right very especially yeah then you go looking around and you see oh yeah tim yeah you only had to put up uh, 99 points this week to win your matchup or i put up 170 i would have smoked you by 100 points but i take a loss <laughs> and everyone else in the league i outscored except the guy i played yeah so if you're looking for something different it was fun i mean you you, you may want to toss that out there again it's it it's hard week to week because it's not a head to head and it mm-hmm. kind of takes away some of the smack and trash talk because then you're not going head to head. But it was interesting. Yeah. So always good times. And again, yeah, we always want to interact with you at Draft That Guy on Twitter. So let us know what you got going on in your league. Heck, again, we're still looking for the league trophies, even those last place punishments. Uh, <laughs> we'd love to see them. Don't worry. We'll <laughs> the photos won't scare us. If, if there's some body ink somewhere, I'm guessing. <laughs> we're, we're, we're a chiseled, hardened pair here. Yes. We've seen a lot in <laughs> We've our lives. We've seen a lot. We have a lot of kids. Um, <laughs> We've seen plenty, so nothing will scare us. So, again, check us out at Draft That Guy. I'm Paul. I'm PJ. I'm Todd. Yes, so, again, check us out, Draft That Guy. And we'll talk to you again next week. Follow us on Twitter at DraftThatGuy. This is the Fantasy Football Zone.